Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey, and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode 129 with Josh Carter of Hatch. And this conversation is great because we talk about something we haven't really done a deep dive uh, into here on Builder Funnel Radio, which is all about speed to lead and follow-up within the sales process. And coincidentally, Josh and Hatch and their team and Builder Funnel just formed a partnership and we're starting to get to know them a lot better but I took a look at their product and what they have going on over there. And it is super cool, super powerful. And so we've got some cool things that we'll be doing together. But this conversation is basically a whole deep dive into that. You know, How do you get in touch with leads quicker? How do you do it thoughtfully? How do you do it in a way that's going to increase your close rates? Because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do with our sales process is build in efficiencies, find ways to close more deals, and bump those numbers up. So I think you'll get a lot out of this conversation. Sit back and relax. Again, this is episode 129 with Josh Carter. Hey, Josh, glad to have you on the show today. Yeah, appreciate it, Spencer. Excited to be here. Yeah, me too, because it's actually not too often that I talk to another marketer and generally not another marketer kind of outside of the construction space. And so we may be able to get a little deeper into the weeds today, which is uh, which will be fun for us and hopefully really valuable for everybody listening. But uh, I'm always curious, you know, how did you kind of get involved with marketing, but really as it's related and tied into construction? Yeah, it's uh, interesting because I for for the past five years I've been doing marketing, but I didn't start getting into construction remodeling space until about a year ago. So previously, I was working for a company that did web analytics for big e-commerce sites. So that was that was a good time and and I realized like, you know, maybe, you know, I want to explore some other industries, maybe explore working with different clientele and um, joined Hatch, their local company uh, where I live in Richmond, Virginia and ever since then it's been just an absolute blast. I love this industry, I love the people in this industry. Everybody's so authentic, so real, so genuine. I'm excited to be part of such a growing industry, especially in the most crazy year possible that I could have joined an industry. I was fortunate enough to join an industry that's just absolutely booming this year. So yeah, yeah, it's been a phenomenal year. Definitely glad that uh, it's been deemed essential. And yeah, with everybody at home, well, like, man, I got to make this place better if I'm going to be here all the time. So <laughs> let's do some projects. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's funny. We, uh, we built out an office space in, in Richmond literally just before COVID hit. So we renovated this whole office space. It, was, it used to be a warehouse. I think it was just some distribution warehouse. And we renovated the whole freaking thing. And then COVID hit and we couldn't even use it. So oh, man, <laughs> we're slow, s- slowly but surely getting back in here. I'm in here today recording this podcast. So yeah, thanks again for having me on, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's awesome. Well, to kind of dive us in, you know, one of the the things that I think is relevant and prevalent in every industry is just leads come in and 
we don't get back to them right away, you know, stuff yeah. happens. And so um, I know you kind of talk about as like speed to lead and that sort of thing, but I guess, what are you seeing now coming into this industry? Like what's kind of the, the average out there? Are people good about getting in touch with leads? You know, what's kind of your sense of it now that you've, you've been in, in the industry for a little bit? Yeah, after working and talking with contractors and before they before they put a system in process, typically it's they'll follow up with those leads that come in through their website or home advisor or modernizer or whatever they're using to get leads, right? But it's the timely nature of it. It's they're getting to the lead, but they're not necessarily beating their competitors to it. And there's just some interesting stats out there. One stat that came out in particular from from Modernize is you're 21 times more likely to close a deal if you get to a lead within five minutes. And most contractors aren't getting to new leads within five minutes. So what we're seeing on our side here at Hatch is we've got a cool product that helps people get to leads fast. But what we're seeing is uplift is around 20% if you can get to leads instantly and also get to leads over texting. Because mm. homeowners, homeowners now more than ever before are preferring text messaging. So if you can get to leads fast and you get to leads over text first, and then of course, follow up with the phone call and follow up with the email, then you're golden. But the key piece is speed. And then from what I've seen, Spencer, is, is also following up because a lot of times you'll get a new lead, you get super stoked. You're like, yes, I just got this new lead. Looks like a homeowner wants to do a $15,000 project. You send the first email, phone call, text message, whatever, and they don't get back to you. A lot of times reps or call center reps or office managers, they'll just give up on that lead. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's another thing I've noticed is just like, I guess the best way to say it is just like giving up on the lead. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely see that a lot. Well, let's, let's talk about the speed thing because I know, you know, a lot of people they're in a sales role, you know, they're super busy, you know, like you said, it's, we're just booming right now. How do you actually do that? Like, how do you get in touch with leads in the first 60 seconds? You know, if we want to see that 20% uplift or, you know, uh, whatever the stat, I probably butchered the stat, but <laughs> I think that's really challenging for people. Cause it's, it's like, I, Hey, I can't always be sitting by the phone or, you know, so yeah, what's kind of your advice or guidance there to people to get to get to leads quicker? Yeah, so a lot of times if you've got web forms on your on your website, which I'm, I'm assuming most most folks do, and I hope you do, and if you don't, you definitely need web forms on your website. So you have a way to, for people to reach out other than just a phone number. But whatever you're using as your form handler, your CRM, make sure that you're utilizing that to the to the best of your ability to get to leads fast. A lot of CRMs have features in place to allow you to get to those leads really quickly over email. For example, you can do like an auto response email and send them a phone number or something like that. That's the way to do it with the existing tools you have today. And there's a lot of, you know, other options out there and obviously, you know, shameless pitch for hatch, but you can use a tool like hatch that can instantly text that lead, connect up to your web forms and also drop a voicemail and leave an email to that lead and then follow up until they respond. So really it's just having a system in place. So that's the first piece. And, you know, once you kind of have that system, that technology in place, you know, ha set some SLAs, right? So even if you don't necessarily have a system in place that's going to give you that automatic response to the lead, set some SLAs, uh, you know, service level agreements. You know, in my previous in previous employer, we, we had those with these giant companies, but set those things internally, to your employees and say, Hey, you know, you're in charge of all the leads that come in from home advisor. It's up to you to get the leads, you know, within a certain amount of time. So if you set those expectations up front about how quickly you want to get to leads and you set that expectation to your employees, they're going to see results pretty quickly. So I'd say 
technology is definitely going to play a huge role in, in this process, but also just training on your team. Give them the templates because that's another thing too. It's like, it's not just getting the lead. It's also using rinse and repeatable templates that are going to help book that appointment. Because really our goal here is to, is to, you know, book that appointment. And what's funny is, it was a story that came out a few years ago. It was Jeff Bezos from Amazon. He's, he's the uh, CEO. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with Jeff Bezos, but he sat in a conference room and was with his whole executive team. And they were talking about customer service and their customer service guy was like, yeah, you know, we're, you know, we're the best in the business. We get to customer service requests fast. And, and Bezos was like, okay, let's put it to the test. And then he actually like dialed the customer service number on the conference room table. <laughs> and, <laughs> Pressure's on. <laughs> and I can tell you that must have been the most, that must have been the longest five minutes of anybody's life that was in that room. Oh my yeah. gosh. So Jeez. ever since that day, Amazon's created this culture around getting to customer service requests faster. So when you guys are, are thinking, and I'm, I'm sure most of the folks listening here are, are contractors and, and you got leads coming in, you know, make sure you have a system in place, get the leads faster. Think about the Amazon experience. Think about, you guys are, sh- I mean, it's the holiday season right now. I don't know, whenever this episode airs, it's probably after the holiday season, but regardless, like you guys are shopping on Amazon. You guys, for the most part, are, are getting great experience on Amazon. So follow a page out of their book, get to these leads faster, get to inquiries faster, uh, and you'll see business results. I, I, we were talking about the metrics earlier, 20% uplift on average when you put a system in place in your business. And then another interesting stat, is 78% of jobs, 78% of jobs go to the first contractor that gets to the lead. That one's huge. That's enormous. And I think that one for me really stands out because the the 20% uplift, you know, you're going, okay, but like just no basically, you know, three quarters, <laughs> you know, are going to if you can just be fastest, you know, and you're you're just first in the game. And let's be real here, like most people those contractors out there are buying leads. They're not just funneling leads to their website. They yeah. also are buying leads from lead aggregators. And when you go through a home advisor or a modernizer or an Angie's list or, or what have you to buy leads, they're shipping those, those leads off to two, three, four, five other contractors. So if you don't get to those leads before the other contractors, your chances of even getting to that lead diminish. And then you've literally just wasted, I don't know, like 50 bucks a lead on a lead you'll never even talk to. They booked an appointment with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. And from what I'm hearing too, like this speed to lead process isn't necessarily like, oh, I have to reach out to them immediately to have this 30-minute call that I don't have time for right now. It's it's about booking the meeting. Is that kind of the, the play there? Or are you actually trying, like you need to have a system to get back to them, but also have that conversation immediately? Yeah, uh, it's important to like probe the what they're looking for right and qualify them i spencer i think you talked about this the other day um, about qualifying people with web forms so in your follow-up process utilize the data that you have on your homeowner that you collect in your web forms to personalize that outreach obviously your goal is to book the appointment with somebody that is a qualified homeowner right if somebody there's a homeowner that comes in on your website that has 500 bucks for their project and you sell bathroom remodels, probably not somebody you want to waste the time to bring a rep out or do a virtual appointment. So again, it's part of that qualification process, exploratory. That first initial message when you guys reach out should really be, you know, of course, like booking, you want to book the appointment, but you also want to learn more about the project. So you send the right rep out. You know, 
a lot of contractors have reps that are specific for certain, you know, jobs and, and such. So, you know, you want to make sure you probe the job a little bit and that's an opportunity just to get the customer on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about kind of automation versus yeah. personal touch. I know you mentioned, you know, just a second ago, kind of using existing technology, you know, if somebody fills out a web form, you can trigger some stuff. Have you noticed, is there a difference? Like if you, if you use automation to get in touch with them within 60 seconds versus a personal touch or, or does that not even matter? Is it just speed as number one, regardless? Yeah, I would say with your outreach and automated outreach should be, it should be personalized. There's ways to do that. There's really clever ways to do that. I'll just tell you these a few like tips right now, but yeah, speed is, speed is obviously paramount in this situation, but a homeowner is not going to, homeowner is less likely to bite on a auto response that from to a, to a form submission. That's just like, Oh, hi, first name, last name. This is Bob from Bob's roofing. I saw you requested a quote on our website, reply, stop to stop messages. You know, like that kind of thing is not going to fly. So you need to take all like, what's really cool is most, most CRMs have forms, right? So like, we're like, I'm a big HubSpot user. You're a big HubSpot user. We can put in a million fields in these forms, and obviously you don't want to put a million fields in the forms, but you can put form fields, forms, form fields in there that are going to help you personalize that outreach. So for example, you could have classic first name, last name, email, phone number, but you could also do type of job. And so what we've seen really successful here at Hatch is most of you guys are not just doing bathroom remodels, you might also be doing kitchen remodels. You're not just doing roofing, you're also doing siding. So give give the give the lead an option to select what type of job they're looking for. And so when you do outreach, you can actually append those fields, like in less technical terms, you can just reference those things in your follow-up. So you could literally just say, hey, this is John from John's Roofing. Saw you requested a quote from some siding. Happy to help. You know, here's my number or, or what have you. So it's important to use the information you already have on the homeowner that you've collected as part of your follow-up process. And you can do that all automated because of the power of, you know, being able to leverage your, your form fields in your follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think we do a lot of automation that just looks like a one-to-one email to exactly what you're talking about. And you might as well, right? Because, you know, those generic, you know, auto responses that just, you could just tell you're reading this and you're going, okay, it's just, this is just my confirm that somebody like, hopefully this went into their system and maybe I'll hear back. But if you just make that first, first outreach personalized, but it looks like it's actually written by somebody to somebody, then it just goes out and you're just waiting for them to hit reply. Is that kind of what you're going for there? Yeah, Spence. And that's what I love about text messaging in business businesses, because what we've seen, we've seen folks transition from just using email as that automated follow-up to also incorporating texting using our platform. It's it's incredible because you're able to, to send literally something directly to their inbox that references their name, what they're looking for, and there's nothing in there that makes it potentially look like spammy. And that's always an issue with with emails, right? Is they can, especially if they're automated, they a lot of times end up in people's spam folders. So if you can't get the prospect on the phone, you might try also email, but then again, who knows, whatever you're using for email could all the time land in spam. So if you just look at the last email newsletter you guys sent out, look at the open rate. And if it's, you know, below 30%, well, Think of it in terms of the lead follow-up. How many people are going to actually open those those emails, right? So 
definitely yeah. uh, loop in tech text messaging in your follow-up. I got to make sure folks get that takeaway for sure. Yeah. Well, and Josh, maybe you can share some just like typical open rates on, you know, and response rates on like text versus email. Cause it's, it's bananas. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. What's cool is we've got, um, we've got just a lot of insights because we literally see millions of text messages happen a week in our platform. Uh, and we're able to see which texts are responded to. So we just put out a stat in our state of modeling ebook and said nine over 90% of text messages on the initial outreach. So when somebody submits the web form and you reach out via text, 90 over 90% of text messages that we've seen in our platform sent from those types of outreaches are opened and they're responded to. So over 90%. It's incredible. Yeah. And and that's because you're getting to leads as soon as they hit submit. So if you get to leads as soon as you hit as somebody hits submit, you're going to win. You are going to win. There's no question about it. You very few phones have like separated inboxes for unknown numbers versus known numbers. You are going to show up and it's going to be personalized and you're going to be successful. But otherwise, in, in terms of just general text messaging, let's just say you want to go after people that you know were previous customers or maybe even like people that you quoted that didn't buy. And we'll touch on this in a bit, but you know, we see response rates anywhere from like, you know, 60 to 80%. So definitely higher response rates on the initial outreach than other types of text messaging transactional things. But uh yeah, definitely, uh, definitely really good to have in your business versus email. Like I mentioned before, you know, it really depends business by business. You know, I know here at Hatch, like, you know, when we, when we email a list of, of leads, for example, we'll get, you know, anywhere from like a 40 to a 50% open rate versus, you know, you look at, you know, the text messaging and it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> a lot higher. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're pushing, you know, 80% minimum, but probably closer to a hundred and depending on the list size and you know who they are. Yeah. 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 That's wild. Yeah. Well, that's a good takeaway for me. We're not doing enough with texting. So I'll, uh, I'll you got to do it. You, you got to do it delicately texting. though. You do. Yeah, you, you. That's the thing is like, it's like, it's funny because you, you know, a lot of people just start go gung ho with texting and when they, when they first want to get started with it and they, they like just spam the heck out of people. So it's important to, to have that fine balance. And what, what we come to the table at Hatch is for home improvement is just like, here is the cadence that you should be following. Like day one text, day two, give it a rest, day three, follow up via text and, and voicemail, just enough to like make it so it's not just absolutely annoying. And then of course, give the homeowner the option to opt out and, you know, make sure you're, you're, reading those things when the homeowner says stop or stop stop texting me that you actually do stop texting them because you don't want to end up on uh on on the the naughty list hey guys i know that if you listen to builder funnel radio you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy it's changed dramatically over the years and for the last 10 years really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, we've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you 
pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. I like that you say you got to be delicate with texting, but I think it, a lot of it comes down to the use case too. So like in this instance, we've been talking a lot about like a lead comes in, like they are expecting a response and you're just choosing the channel or the medium that you know, I'm going to have the best chance of getting the response versus just like, you're not going to blast out your email newsletter via text, you know, with a link. And then that's maybe like on the side of, well, you're probably going to get a bunch of opt-outs and maybe some spam or some, you know, <laughs> complaints. So I, I would imagine use case has a lot to do with, with it as well. Oh yeah, for sure. And then also like giving the homeowner the option to sort of choose their destiny. Uh, so on the form, you could say, you know, reach out to me over phone, email, text, you know, you could give that drop down and then reference that when you follow up, because if you do that, then that means the homeowner is going to be checking their phone for a call from you or checking their email from an email from you. So a lot of times what that does subconsciously to the, to the homeowner is make them think, oh, okay, I know they're going to reach out to me. Because a lot of times these homeowners reach out to companies and they don't hear anything back. Like that's why we're having this conversation today because speed delete is a problem. So if you just imply to the homeowner that you are going to be reaching out in a specific way, that's going to definitely help your uh, your appointment set rate. Because that's really the goal here, guys. It's like your goal for, for getting deletes fast is to set the appointment and of course run the appointment and you you increase that likelihood by doing appointment confirmations, warming the appointment a little bit, and then we can keep going down the funnel, ah, builder funnel. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. That, was, that was clever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, before we go down, down the funnel, let's jump back and talk. You talked about follow-up earlier and yeah. I feel like that is a huge problem area for most, I'll just say most salespeople, you know, you kind of like you get a lead and maybe that, you know, you book an appointment or, you know, like something happens, you know, but then it kind of dies off and yep. they go and they either ghosted you or priority wasn't there. Like how often should we be following up and, and how important is it? Because, you know, there's always a new lead coming in. Like, should we just be chasing the new leads or, or following up with people that came in, you know, last week or last month? Biggest thing is, yeah, sales reps don't like to follow up. In fact, like most of the contractors, most of the sales managers I've talked to say verbatim, sales reps suck at follow-up. Like I can't <laughs> even tell you how many contractors say that. It's like they suck at follow-up. They, they want to hop from job to job. If they don't, if they don't one call close that client, they're just going to move on to the next one, especially with demand being so sky high. But like, what do you do in the dead months? Right? So like, if you have that attitude of not following up when you guys are busy What's that say to your sales team when you're not busy, right? You need to create a culture of following up. And what we've, we've seen here at Hatch is, you know, sales reps before working with us to, to automate that follow-up, they'll maybe follow up with leads that get marked as like demo maybes where they like demo them, set the appointment, run the appointment. And at the end of the day, the homeowner is like, we got to think about it or they're kicking the tire or they're getting other quotes, but maybe they'll follow up with those leads but they'll definitely not follow up with leads that say, eh, I don't think so. Right. Cause, right. cause a lot of times you just, you just kind of give up and it, and it hurts. Like we're like, we've always experienced rejection in one way, shape or form. I've experienced rejection when 
you know, I was 12 asking a girl out on a date. Right. So like we all experience rejection and we fear rejection. That's like a natural thing for sales reps. Right. So if we can just like hone in on bringing up the objection, understanding the objection, and then training on how to handle the objection, whether it be price, product, gosh, timing, bad rep, a crappy sales rep. There's so many different. If you can, if you can establish a follow-up process that helps you first surface those objections, you're going to be able to, to really be able to overcome those with the right, you know, training and templates and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I feel like that always comes up with follow-up is how do you follow up in a way that's not just, Hey, just checking in to see what you're thinking, you know, and then it's like, and then you follow up a week later, Hey, just wanted to see where you're at with your decision. You know, is there you know, a more strategic way to, to follow up than just kind of the, the generic. <laughs> so if, if we're talking about follow-up strictly related to like after you run an appointment, and I just want to make sure we're, we're clear on that. Sure. That, that type of follow-up is desi- should be designed to surface objections. And you, shouldn't, you should not be following up in a way like you mentioned, Spencer, where you're like, hey, just want to follow up on the quote. Uh, hello, you know, like it needs to be in a way that's like, Hey, we came by the home. We showed you this, you know, is there any reason for you not to move forward? That is a question that's worked out really well for us to surface the objection. Is there any reason for you not to move forward? Because when you ask that question to the homeowner, they're going to be more likely to respond in a way that's going to say why they won't move, won't, won't, you know, want to move forward. And then as you go down in the follow-up process, so they will respond to that, you can be a little bit more specific, you know, was it price, you know, was it timing? You know, I, I appreciate, you know, any, any help that you can give me and what we've seen work. And, and just going back to that initial question is, you know, that, that question of, is there any reason for you not to move forward? That gives the home sort of behind a, a, a wall of, of their phone text messaging to really be honest with you as to why they can't move forward. Price is kind of an awkward conversation for anybody, you know, like if you can't afford something and you're sitting in a room with somebody that provided you with a a great sales presentation and you trust them, but you just don't have the money for it. And a lot of times homeowners just don't have the heart to say that, or they don't have the you know, the comfort and just being honest about what they can and can't afford. If you can surface that, especially over like a text message, homeowners will be so much more honest with you. And that's what I love about that. I keep going back to text, but like texting has just so much wonders because people will say stuff to you over text that you may not be hearing over phone or in person. Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. And I feel like it's part of it, just the kind of the psychology of people that are in your text inbox are usually friends and family. And so if you get like another text, even if it's from a business, but it's just like, it's sitting there next to all your friends and family. (laughs) And so you're like, yeah, okay. And you're kind of in that mode, I guess. So yeah, I think that's a really good point. Just trying to, yeah, ask those questions and, and uh, reveal kind of what was holding them back. I'm also curious to get your take on like amount of follow-up because you said most salespeople don't follow up, right? Like if someone's like, no, or not right now, and then, you know, maybe they follow up once, but probably not at all. Is there like a sweet spot where you see kind of a law of diminishing returns where it's like, Hey, if you follow up 10 times, like you're just wasting your time or. (laughs) That's, that's. And because typically we follow up from, or we encourage contractors to, to follow up 
from 10, 10 to 15 days after the appointments run. So you run the appointment and you follow up with a series of texts, emails, voicemails, phone calls. And, and with, with our product, we, we basically put that all in autopilot. We give contractors like the templates, the texts, the emails. We, you know, even tell them what voicemails to record and drop in people's phones. But the sweet spot really is like 10 to 15 days until they sort of become what we call dead leads that just like sit in your CRM. And it doesn't mean they're never going to ever buy from you. They just like, just for some reason or another, like didn't respond to you and didn't want to deal with you. And that's just a good opportunity for you to kind of let those simmer in the CRM for six, eight months and then go after them again. So it's important that when you guys are running these appointments and you're following up, that you're storing that appointment date inside your CRM. So you can always reference that as you follow up in, in the future. Like even at, even at this company hatch, like we're following up with what we call like dead leads. So like we had folks that said, no, I'm not interested in buying hatch, you know, a year ago. And then a couple months ago, we, we, you know, released maybe a couple new features. We improved the, the product. We've done a lot of stuff and we were able to bring back those leads to life. And we ended up closing a few of them through that process. So if you do processes like that, you know, especially if you talk to a homeowner that says, Hey, like now's not the right time or bad price, tech price just, just is a no no go for me. And then six months down the line, you start working with another manufacturer and can offer a cheaper product then you can go back to that homeowner and offer them, you know, something that might be cheaper. So yeah, definitely 10 to 15 day follow-up, but even if they don't get back to you, always keep them in your CRM and go after them six, eight months down the line and also have a reason. So if, if, if they do respond and they say price and you work your tail off to overcome the objection, you end up not overcoming the, objection. make sure you mark the reason as to why they didn't buy from you. So that way you can reference that in the future when you go and try to nurture those folks, you know, six, eight months down the line. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've talked about it too on past podcasts. Sometimes you'll, you'll end up signing a customer two years, four years, six years down the road. And, you know, sometimes we give up on those people and yeah, you're not going to be maybe sending them a text or an email every week or dropping a voicemail every week for two years. But, you know, if you stay in touch periodically, or I like your, you know, kind of re-engagement campaign idea as well. Yeah, that's that's powerful stuff. Maybe before we get to the last segment of our show here, tell us a little bit more about, I know you've kind of mentioned Hatch and a couple of things that you guys do, but I guess, what is it that you guys do uh, specifically and how are you kind of helping, you know, remodelers and contractors? Yeah, yeah. And thanks again for having me on. Um, and I hope that, you know, the the practices that I was sharing today about like, you know, getting to leads fast and setting those internal SLAs and, and all that good stuff, like that is something that you guys can go out and implement in your business today, uh, whether or not you explore a tool like that. But, you know, really what we are, guys, is we're a, we're a messaging app for contractors. We connect up to you, all your lead sources, so your website, your home advisor, Modernize, Angie's List, you name it, to instantly message new leads that come in over text, email, voicemail. And then, you know, throughout the sales process, we are able to continually engage them. So we connect up with your CRM to, you know, listen to that lead disposition change. So for example, if you run an appointment and you mark inside the CRM, you know, demo, no sale or quoted, no sale or something like that, whatever, whatever the use case is, we can automatically trigger a, a messaging campaign to go out, for example. 
And so we could do all that and basically put your entire sales process on autopilot with messaging. Um, and as soon as a homeowner jumps in and responds to your message, you'll get a notification on your phone. You can jump in, have that conversation. And typically contractors are seeing anywhere from like a seven to a 10% increase in their close rate when they use our tool. We work with you know contractors, both big and small across the US and Canada. And it's been a fun journey so far. We started off as a, um, it's funny, we started off as a consulting company for a, for a window dealer here in Richmond, Virginia. So we were actually helping this window dealer sell windows by doing what we call rehash follow-up where, you know, leads that were quoted, but didn't buy. We were basically doing rehash using a ton of different tools in our, in, in that we could get access to. And then our founder was just like, you know, we should build a product around this. And so we built a product around this. It's designed specifically for home improvement, remodelers, home services. So those of you listening to this podcast, it's designed literally just for you. And uh, we've got a great team to help support you at, in your journey to help you, you know, grow your business. So yeah, that's awesome. Been- yeah, I find that too, a lot of the best products come from kind of scratching your own itch too. So that's cool uh, to hear kind of the backstory there. Well, Josh, we always wrap our show with a segment called The Fast Five. So I'll hit you with five rapid fire questions and uh, just say whatever comes to mind. First one's the softball. What's your favorite business book and why? How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. Spencer, the sweetest sound ever is the sound (laughs) of your name. Right, Spencer? Yep. You got it. (laughs) That's a a solid one. That's a a classic. So (laughs) I like it. All right. Next question is, who's the most inspirational person in your life? My dad, hands down. He raised six kids. Killer guy. And supportive for the whole family. Great IT guy. Brilliant mind. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Super cool. All right. If you could have one superpower, what would that be? Speed. I'm a runner, a swimmer, and a cyclist. (laughs) So any speed I can buy, I'll get. I like it. I like it. So is that, that'd be like a dash from the Incredibles or something like that. So. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Describe yourself in three words. Motivated, crazy, talkative. All right. Very good. Final question. <laughs> if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? Uh, listen to Bill. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> podcast. No. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the best thing is, is, is learn from, learn from industry leaders learn what other contractors are doing. Like if you're, if you're a contractor and, and you want to grow to 10 million, for example, look at the contractor that's doing 10 million, see what they're doing in their business, what processes they put in place and try to adapt those for your business. That's what I do every day. Like I, I work for like, I, I don't want to say I'm just like you guys, but like hatches, we're two years, two years young, you know, we're, we're a startup, you know, we're growing quickly and we're, we're growing the application and we're growing our team. But like, I'm, learning from the people that have done this before me in software. So try to do the best you can to to learn from other folks. There's a lot of great forums and tools and Facebook groups out there that can help you just learn from the best. And if you are using like different tools in your tool belt, uh, usually they have like user groups on Facebook. So if you're using, you know, specific CRM like HubSpot or something like that, there's really good user groups there that you can engage with and just learn from the best and, you know, Engage with professionals that have done this before is the best way I can say it. Yeah, that yeah, that's awesome advice. You know, look to people that have gone where you want to go, you know, and that's going to be your fastest path. So I love it. Well, Josh, thanks so much for joining me today. This was great. 
Yeah, it was fun, Spencer. Thank you. And thanks for the partnership. It's been, it's been great. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, we'll have some, some more news coming at you guys about uh, our partnership with Hatch. But as always, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time here on Builder Funnel Radio. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Josh. As always, I like to pull out some takeaways. There were a couple of clear ones to me from this conversation. First one being, we got to get in touch with those leads fast. And uh, I liked uh, Josh talking about that Amazon story. And I often think about just the Amazon experience that you get. And and if we compare that to what we do, you know, obviously we're not trying to be be Amazon, but we can be like them in certain things. And they're really good at speed. And customers really like speed. <laughs> speed is important. And obviously, we don't want quality to suffer in terms of thinking about home improvement, remodeling, those types of projects related to our home. But we're talking about the sales process. So we can be quick. And that's what consumers are looking for today. So find a way to build into your process a way of getting in touch with leads very quickly when they come in. And again, uh, we just formed a partnership with Hatch. I'd highly recommend you check them out. Their software allows you to do a lot of this automatically. And some of the bumps you see in the sales process are really, really powerful. But regardless of whether you use Hatch or not, you've got to find a way to get in touch with leads faster. So that was takeaway number one. Takeaway number two is don't forget about the follow-up. You can mine a lot of opportunity out of follow-up after somebody has disappeared, after somebody has told you no, or they said not right now, or maybe pricing wasn't right. Sometimes they're just giving you an answer because they just don't want to decide right now. They just kind of wanted to get all the information. And so um, make sure you have a really good follow-up process. The more personal touch you can include, the better. But even if you automate it, you can make it look pretty personal. And that's probably the easiest and best way to get the follow-up done because as we all know, myself included, salespeople are not great at follow-up. It always just falls to the bottom of the list. You're always got you know some new priority that you're working. So that is takeaway number two is make sure you build in a great system for follow-up. All right, guys, that's what I got for you today. Uh, again, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Super, super appreciate all of you guys listening. Hopefully this helped you and moved your business forward. And we'll see you here next time on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.